What's up, After Buzzers? We are here with the Santa Clarita Diet After Show, and tonight we are going to discuss zombiness getting like transferred onto other people. So stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Best song ever. Yes. <laughs> Did you guys catch that this is Joel's favorite song in the entire world? Did you catch it at the beginning of episode six? This is it. What's Joel's favorite, favorite song. What's your favorite song in the entire world? God, that's so hard. Do you have a favorite song? I love this song called On the Radio by Regina Spector. One know. of my favorite Is it songs. like an old song? It's not that old, maybe. Oh, seven no. Seven years, okay. six years. I think my favorite song is Flashing Lights by Kanye West. I don't know. I just always love that song. I have so Yeah, I have so many favorite songs. Like, my mom used to yell at me like, Every song's your favorite song, and it's true. Like, I love every, it. every it's song. Different. <laughs> yeah. So, what's up, guys? Welcome. Yes, Ice Ice Baby is Joel's favorite song in the entire world. We are um, going to discuss here the Santa Clarita Diet, episodes five and six Man Eat Man. And attention to details. So I'm your host, Jesse Zaner. You can find me on all social media at Athletic and tell everybody where they can find you, Mina. You can find me, Mina Makes Magic, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram's way more exciting, though, so follow me there. Yes. So we were talking just before this that I loved these two episodes, like way beyond the other four episodes that we've seen up to this point. Yeah, what did you think? I, in comparison to the first four episodes, yes. I feel like the first four were somewhat underwhelming. This was like, whoa, like where did this come out of? Yeah. It kind of took a while for the for the story to build up and all of a sudden, episode five and six, I wasn't disappointed. Yes, and for good. me, there was like not that much gross stuff happening. So I was like, okay, cool. I can, I can deal with this because yeah. I can't take all the weird stuff. So... Yeah, I thought it was really good. So with episode five, we start with Joel heading over to the principal's house. And he waits for the principal to leave. And he yes. goes and knocks on the door. And we're introduced to um, his grandmother, which is... Ha- have you seen her in other things? I haven't. Oh, okay. Because she used to be in an HBO show called Big Love. Okay. That had Bill Paxton in it. R.I.P. Man, I never. I love Bill Paxton. I, I know that was recent. Right? It was today, and I was so sad I it was because yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh man, TMZ okay, I'm losing it. it. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, you are ahead of me because I I found out about it this morning, and I was so sad because he was awesome in the show Big Love, and that was his mom in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know last week. We talked about who do you think would be a really good grandmother for the principal. Betty White, I yeah. said. Yeah, so I actually think she this this woman is good. She is a really great actress. She was awesome in Big Love. So it was, like, I could picture her doing this role. So what did you think of the whole scene where they go over there? Yeah, the I, her accent was so ridiculous. I couldn't understand <laughs> what she was even saying. Um, but she put on this, like, Serbian accent yeah. and... Uh, Joel brought her podge key, which is some sort of weird donut. Yeah. That she said is meant for the peasants of Serbia. So I didn't know there was like some sort of class based system I or didn't if that's either. just a, a joke, but yeah. I don't know anything about Serbia. Um, so he, the dad was asking for the painting interpretations. Yeah. And she was just going over the first one man eat man to live, second one with no cure. 
man will die. And that's when we go into, oh, there's a cure. Yeah. So now he knows that it exists. But right. how to get the cure, we still don't know. Right. And I did not know there was a cure for, like, being a zombie. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think there would be. I thought it was the point of no return once you get bitten. Yeah. That's it. You stay a zombie and S- Yeah, no, die. so... It's interesting because then, you know, he goes home and he starts talking to Sheila about, um, you know, this cure. And Sheila is struggling with, do I want to be cured or not? Because I kind of like this life. I'm energetic. I don't have to sleep much. I'm getting so much done. Mm -hmm. Um, She has more confidence. So when I thought about it like that, I was like, damn, she's kind of right. Like, it's, ah, this sounds so bad. It sucks killing people. But at the same time, um, you know, she's, like, become the person that she's always wanted to be. hmm So, would you want to be cured if you were Sheila? <laughs> this feels like... I mean, this feels like a classic, like, weird Disney villain story. Yeah. Where you just want to stay young, so you... I don't know. Yeah. Would I, would I want to do that? No. I wouldn't want to, like, live off of other people God, just I to know. feel better about myself. No, I, I agree. Like, I the killing stuff is... If she could just eat, like, raw meat the rest of the time and do whatever, then I'd be for it. But I think it's super stressful for Joel, and we see that in this episode, because although she is becoming the person that she wants to be, um, and she's energetic, and she's getting all this done, and she, like, has, her personality's almost changed, like, a a great deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Although that's great, for Joel, I feel like you'd still have to be worried, like, is she gonna eat my daughter? Is she going to eat me? Like, how can you go to sleep at night, sleeping next to a zombie who could basically just turn around and kill you? It hasn't reached that point yet. I feel like their dynamic is still so strong, regardless, and... It's funny how, like, in the next couple, like, these two episodes, Joel is trying to figure out his role. Because yes. he feels like he doesn't contribute much. Like, he doesn't right. feel like he's there for Sheila. So, it's interesting to see how that plays out. So, I have a question to ask you then. Because I think that he's already starting to stress about it. Because they mentioned that he's manic. Mm-hmm. And she says, you seem like you're manic. And he's like, I totally am. So I'm like, is he not sleeping at night? Because he's like worried about her or mm-hmm. like, where is this all come? I mean, it must be stressful to have to start killing people. Uh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And the <laughs> fact that now he's the go-to hitman, it's yes. a ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, you know, in this episode, we do see Joel and Rick hanging out and they're like smoking weed and playing in a band. But but Dan comes over, the bad cop, mm-hmm. and he wants to be friends with Joel. Right. So he has this thought that... He gives he, him the finger, though. Yeah. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> says, well, you be f- my friend, and if you're not going to be, you're fucked. And he holds up the... the zombie finger. Yeah, the dead finger. Flipping him off. Yeah. So Dan's on to him. Yeah. Dan knows. Yeah. How did... I don't even know how he figured, how he found the finger. Did he trespass? Did, like, what well, did I he... think they showed it at the end of episode four. Oh, yeah. He picks it up and yeah. sees it in the yard. Oh, my yard. God. You're it's right. disgusting. You're right. So, um, basically, he wants, he knows who the finger belongs to. He's like, it's Gary West. I know you worked with him. I fingerprinted this finger. Mm-hmm. So, they know it's, you know, Dan knows it's him. So, he wants him to kill somebody for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This guy is somebody that he's arrested several times. He's, like, into drugs. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah. So so he's saying we're going to become best friends. You're going to kill this guy for me. I'm going to I'm going on an alibi trip. Right. Loki Hayes, by the way, yeah, is his name, which I thought was really interesting because um, Joel talks about yes. what Loki means, yes. just the name itself. Um, and he's saying how it's like a trickster figure, yeah. which is true because have you seen the movie? Uh, not the Avengers, but Thor. I have not seen Thor. Yeah, so in in the movie Thor, Loki is Thor's brother, yeah. who we don't know if he's evil or if he's good. You can make an argument either way, yeah. but the point is that Loki is a trickster figure, yes. and that's why you never know what to expect from him. So just that name in itself is interesting, because I feel like it was an intentional choice by the director to use the term oh, Loki, for sure. because we don't really know what to expect from this guy anymore, right? Right, for sure. Yeah, no, it's so funny because I actually have a friend who has a dog that he named Loki after this... What is it? Is it Loki like the god? Norse mythology. Some, yeah, so he, like, named it for this reason. So maybe he's a fan of Thor, and that's why he named it Loki. I don't know. But so I looked into the name, too, because I was curious about it. So um, I thought the scene where they go over to Loki's house was so funny. Like, when they're at the door... Like, yeah. I, I wish we could replay it, because it was literally, like, the conversation that Sheila and Joel have with Loki trying to get into the house was so just like they were so funny and just ridiculous and I don't know I just it was probably the best scene that I've seen this entire series so far it was great yeah Yeah. and I like how the whole Batman and Robin comment how Sheila is Batman and Robin yeah he's just yeah you're you're really right about what you say about Joel because he is trying to find his space in this all and that's what this episode's about Mm -hmm. and I guess do we get to that in episode six too? They kind of all go together, but he's really trying to figure out like what part he plays in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get into the house. They tell Loki this story about somebody's going to buy the property and they're over there to like pop champagne with him. Is that and- a thing? You just like pay someone out. I guess you can like pay someone yeah. out to take over a property and yeah. then resell it. So. So that's what their plan is, and they get all <laughs> into their ponchos, and he turns around, and he's like, what the hell is this? We're inspecting. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is totally normal, but it's so funny, because the entire time, like, they've put on each other's ponchos and gear, mm-hmm. and Joel is, like, struggling and fighting with the poncho the whole time. Mm-hmm. And So the simplest of things, he can't even grasp. <laughs> exactly. and you. That's why it's funny later on in, in the later episode when they figure out that... Um, they left the pen there yes. that would give away the fact that they were there and that's the evidence they left behind. Yes. He has one job to go retrieve the pen. Yes. So it's funny how the simplest of things he can't really achieve with ease. So that's why he still doesn't know his place right. in He's... the picture because he feels like, I can't do anything, right? Like, she's killing people. She's doing everything. Yeah. There's a point in uh, the attention to detail episode that she's thinking, should I just go rogue at this point? Yeah. Because she has the conversation with, what's the girl's name from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. Dan's wife. Yes, exactly. I can't remember what her name Um, is. She has the whole conversation uh, with her and, and her other friend saying, you know what, if Joel isn't good at something... Maybe you should leave that thing up to you and he can find what his own strengths are. Right. Yeah, so it's so interesting because you're right. With the simplest of things, he, like, can't get it together. So the entire time, Sheila is fighting this huge man. And it's so funny because we see, like, her first bite, she bites into the gold chain that he's wearing. But 
I know last episode we talked about um, Drew Barrymore getting really injured. Yes, and I was thinking this has to be the episode where I was where thinking the same thing. Because this is where she's on the couch yes. and she jumps onto his back. And the fact that he smashed her into the wall, yeah. that looked really painful. Well, I was like thinking then, I was like, is I, I thought this had to be the scene. Because they were real. Yes. like this is the first real fight fight that I've yeah. seen. Because like the other one, she jumped on the guy's back and whatever. Yes, and this makes sense because remember in the, the comments, and I told you from last week, the reason why she hurt herself is because she said when she was jumping onto the actor's back, he was way too wide, yeah. and that's why she lost her footing, and she fell backwards and bashed her head on the floor. So he, this actor is it's, the one who's huge. Yes, he's huge. So it has to be him, right? Yeah. So He's huge. So basically, they're fighting, and she can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, he... Well, he stabs her. Yes. And, she, and she's just like, oh. Yeah. He stabbed. And then <laughs> he's no like, he's deal. like, what are you? And she's like, oh, I'm a realtor. And what she's kind like, of realtor yeah, are you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then she stabs him back and he's also like, whatever, and just like pulls it out and he's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, we finally see him leave and... And Joel has the knife in his hand. Yeah. Joel was at the door with a knife. Exactly. He's left-handed, by the way. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because when he first grabbed the knife, what was the reasoning you thought for him bringing that knife? Before he told us his explanation? Yeah. Just like when he picked it up when they were leaving the... What what is that? The place where they're storing all their stuff, their storage space. I don't know, compartmentalizing the body into, like, little freezer... Meal prepping! Because I was thinking... and meal prepping. Like, based on how manic he was, and then him just, like, looking up knives, I was mm-hmm. like, maybe he's thinking of, like, a way to defend himself if Sheila were to ever attack him. So I, I thought, thought he that. just brought the knife, like, okay, just in case she comes for me, like, I have something until I get my other knife in the mail or something. But she's immune to knives, well, so n- what's he gonna do with the And knife? maybe he didn't know that, because I didn't know that until How do you kill that. a zombie? I don't know. Do, That's a great can, question. Can zombies die? Yeah. I mean, I... Other than if you, like, decapitate their head, they'll prob- they're probably so, gonna die. Well, er- what Eric Eric talks about it in one of the early episodes um he was like yeah if she doesn't do this you're just gonna have to bash her skull in or something like that yeah i don't know if zombies can die and i don't know it's not like they regenerate a head every time it gets decapitated yeah maybe you just cut their head off and you're just on your way i don't know so that's what i thought so Mm -hmm. it was interesting that he was actually thinking of bringing it to use against loki and then he just stood at the door and let him walk out the door which is a real problem now Mm -hmm. because like like sheila says um they see they've like loki has seen their faces but the opening scene or i don't know if it's the opening scene of episode six or if it's the end end scene of the other one i think one. it's end i think i know where you're going it's with the this. end right yes. like you see the housekeeper poor lady oh my coming God. into the room and there is just vomit Ew, everywhere i know everywhere she's like i'll come back later that's exactly what i'd be like yeah so now we know that loki has become a zombie and this is something we talked about, too. Is mm-hmm. she going to transfer her zombiness to other people? Apparently. Yeah, so yeah. now he's he a zombie. And infection. it still goes with the name Loki. Because mm-hmm. now... We don't know what to expect exactly. from him. He's a trickster figure. Yeah. And we still don't see him in the last episode. No, in we don't. In the sixth episode, I mean. Or six, seven? Yeah, in the sixth episode. So Attention yeah. to detail episode. In the sixth episode, 
we talked. I know you you mentioned it, but they left a pen at the house. Mm-hmm. So Sheila is in Dan's backyard. She's digging through her purse to give her pen to somebody, and she's freaks out. freaking out. <laughs> like if you saw somebody freaking out like that, you'd be like, I think she has an anger problem. But we know what's going on with her. So I mean, I'd freak out if I lost this. I mean, how would I? How do you do write? anything in life? Yeah. I would just be like, oh, you know, I lose pens all the time. I have no idea. It reminds me of the scene in Wolf of Wall Street at the very end where it's like, sell me this pen. Yeah. And you can do, like, all these different things with a pen. Yeah. Sell it to me. <laughs> this is very important. Yeah, it's funny because I would, this is good attention to detail because I would have never remembered that I lost, that I even put that pen in my purse. So it's interesting that she remembers. Um, so they decide after you know, thinking about everything to take two different roads. Joel is going to go find the pen. Sheila's going to go kill the next guy because Dan has another guy Mm -hmm. that he wants dead. Um, They lied and told him they killed Loki. Mm -hmm. So now there's this... Where's the body, though? He asks. Yeah. Where is it? I don't know. I know. Nobody knows. Well, actually, we do know. It's in the hotel room, and he's... (laughs) Yeah, but where, but where did where he go he, after that? I have yeah, no idea. Where he left. We better though. find out. Yeah, we need to get him. Yeah. But now he can't be killed anymore, or can he? That's what I don't know. He's on the loose. And now is he going to be like? Is he going to be coming after them, or is he going to be like on their side? Because he, he's going to be like, "What the hell did you give that. me?" I was yeah. thinking that. I was thinking, how interesting would it be if the people that Dan instructed her to kill becomes part of a new alliance or coalition? Yeah. Because, I mean, you can be mad at somebody, for sure, for trying to kill you. Yeah, I'd be pissed. But at the same time, if you become a zombie and there's no other zombies you know, you might have to go back to the only zombie you know and say, like, what the hell? Like, yeah, what do I do now? Yeah, who else are you going to talk to? I don't know. So, um, Dan has this new guy that he wants killed. Mm-hmm. Um, a sex trafficker. And... So Sheila's like, I'm going to go kill this guy. You know, I like doing this. He's, Joel's going to go find the pen. And I, I love these episodes. I really did. Because when he goes to find the pen, it's, God. this you poor guy. It's the simplest thing This ever. poor guy. All he needs to do is just walk in the house, find the pen and leave. And mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose. I know. There's a snake. Yes. So I would freak out. Oh my oh gosh. My God, I picked my... up one of those snakes once. Ugh. But I would not if it was just like it's on like the, the ground. Britney I'd freak Spears out. Snake. Yeah. I remember she like wrapped herself in the yellow, the iconic yes, yellow snake. Yes, that's the exact same snake. I know. Yeah, famous snake actor. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they use the same animals. Yeah. So he jumps on the couch, and this was so funny because then Loki's friends come in, and they're like, "What the hell?" Um, I just thought it was so funny how they talked about. How he's disrespecting the sofa. <laughs> he comes in and he's like, "Yeah, we came to party with Loki." With Loki, and he's like, "Get the f off his sofa." You know how you know how he feels about shoes on his sofa. It's like it doesn't matter that these guys are druggies and murderers. Like the dude cares about shoes on his sofa. And Get the, place the hell is off in his shambles. sofa. Shambles. Yeah. It's like no, exactly. who cares about the place being like that? It's the sofa. I know you can't have shoes on the sofa. Um, yeah, so they come in. And it's two girls and a guy, and they're waiting for this Marcus guy to mm-hmm. show up. Um, and they're not going to let Joel leave until Marcus comes, because they're kind of like, we'll let Marcus decide what happens with you. Right. Well, it's so funny, because they also ask Joel what he's doing there, and he makes up some excuse, and he tells them... He's like, he wants his cocaine. 
That's what he says first. He's like, I was trying to buy cocaine. <laughs> and it, it was actually very believable because he does have that frantic energy. Yeah. Where he's oh, like, he, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he tells, he makes the mistake of telling him his name, them his name is Joel. And mm-hmm. then he goes back and, and is like, actually, my name's not actually Joel. It's whatever. But then they call to him and hey, he turns. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. So they know he's Joel. Um, and in the meantime, we didn't talk much about Abby, but Abby is like, She's on to her parents. And one big theme in these two episodes is, like, parents lying to their kids. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's kind of fed up with it because she's like, I know they're lying to me. She doesn't confront them, though. Why not? Yeah. Like, she, you're right. She knows. And, like, even when she's in the back of the car, she knows that they're not talking about going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And she knows also with the briefcase and the blood on there. Right. Instead of pointing it out, she wipes it and then makes sure her mom doesn't see her throwing away the napkin with the blood on it. Right. So it's interesting how this whole thing turns out because we see Abby and Eric growing closer too. Mm-hmm. Even though he tries to kiss her and it's super awkward. Yeah. So she comes over to complain one night and she lay. It's like, well, first, why are you laying in bed with him? It's kind of just weird. Mm-hmm. And then because yeah, they're like platonic friends. Yeah. Is it I was weird? Just, I was just like shocked by it. Yeah. And then he tries to kiss her. Well, she, he kind of does, but then he has a good excuse for it too, because then he was like. What did he say? He talks about, um, oh, she gets up really quick, and he says, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. And he's like, you're basically doing what your parents did because your parents are lying to protect you. Yeah. And And you're lying lying to protect protect me me and my feelings. And she's like, wow, you're right. And then she apologizes because then I think he makes it. I don't know if he makes it seem like he wasn't really kissing her on. Yeah, he does. He goes, by the way, this whole thing was staged intentionally. And I wanted you to realize that you're doing the same thing as your parents. So he kind of does this whole like charade thing. And then she's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, makes sense. And she's going along with it to spare him the embarrassment. Right. She knows that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So that was an awkward moment. Um, I kind of like like them together. So I do too. I think they're very cute together. Yeah. So I was disappointed that that happened. But later in the episode, um, well, actually, I don't know where we are with this because there's everything's going together. But we're talking about like two different storylines happening at the same time, kind of. Yes, exactly. So let's just keep going with Eric and um, Abby because they go. They're in the garage because Eric tells the story where, I don't know if we got to that part yet, but um, they're in the garage and Mm -hmm. they have like these, I don't know what they really are. They're like smoke bombs or something like that. Yeah, but I think the fumes are deadly. Oh, are they really? I'm not sure because I haven't seen the next episode yet. To see what happens? We'll wait until predictions I assumed that that. they weren't. I assumed it was like this. A prank. Yeah, I assumed like, like what they did to that girl's boyfriend um kid weed yeah when they went and she got the thing back i thought it was just like a smoke bomb so they drop it in the garage and they find this like hidden door and mm-hmm. they pull the the shelving unit away right. from the door and they go in there and there's like drugs there's and everything. all this money but and could, guns but could that possibly be all the evidence that he has found from other people or would you but you would keep that at the police station right Unless you want to blackmail them for something like he wanted to with Joel. Mm-hmm. But, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that's all of his stuff. I don't know. Why does he want... This is the thing. I want to know what Dan's intentions are when it comes to having these people killed. Because I feel like the information he's feeding Joel is different from his true motivation for why he wants them. Because he tells Joel, for example, kill this guy because he's bad, he's done, like, this many homicides, blah, blah, blah. Or kill this person because they're a sex trafficker. But maybe the reason he wanted the second sex trafficker killed is because he knows his wife is having an affair. I think he does. Yeah. Because he he knows he's onto it. Yes. How do you think he knows that? I don't think anything slips past him. He has nothing better to do than to snoop around everyone's business. He's in the know. He doesn't like not being in the know. And how would he not know? I mean, if he's a cop, he has to be perceptive when it comes to, um, you know, deception. Because cops are trained to spot deception. So there's no way he wouldn't know his wife is cheating on him, right? No, I totally agree. And she doesn't bother hiding it either. Remember at the the barbecue? Yeah. She's, like, freely talking about it. It's not a big deal. And he, she's, like, within 12 feet of him. She really is at a point where she just wants to live her life, and you can tell she's in an unhappy marriage. Right. Well, and what, one of the girls says, like, aren't you, like, scared that he's going to find out? And she's like, that's half of the fun of this all. Yeah. But I think that... Remember the part where Eric's on his computer, and he tells Abby, my mom's having an affair? Mm-hmm. And she's like, how do you know? And she's like, oh, she just happened to get, you know, transfer her text messages to my computer. I think Dan set that up. Wait, what do you mean? So, base. I, I don't know if she, they have... I can't remember if they have a Mac or what, but somehow all the text messages in her phone mm-hmm. are coming to the computer. Oh, no. Yeah. That means that maybe Dan can see so his, I think, his kid's communication uh, with Abby, and that's really bad if Abby starts opening up to um, oh, Eric to, more. Yeah. So I didn't think of that, but I thought that because his all of her texts were coming to the computer, he was logging in. Because do you have an Apple computer? I don't, but I have an okay. iPhone. Yeah, so I have an iPhone and I have an Apple computer. And what happens is everything that happens on my phone happens on my computer. So, like, all my texts are still yes. right here. So that's basically what's happening, I think, is all of the mom's texts and everything are coming to his computer. Mm-hmm. So I think... While Eric's not home, Dan goes up on the computer and can see everything. Right. So I think he set that up, and I think he now knows what's going on. So he's saying, I'll go get this guy. Um, He's a sex trafficker. Right. And Uh, Yeah, maybe, actually. That's a really good observation. So, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. But so going away from Abby and and Eric, we'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the first time they split up for this killing. And it's funny because we have... Sheila, who's there, and she's messing up. Like, she beeps the horn, and mm-hmm. she shows up in this pink poncho, and when she gets up to the guy, right? the next-door neighbor's there. And she's like, hey, this is the guy that I've been having an affair with. And she's like, this is the girl who, you know, she introduces them. Like, this is the girl who told me to have an affair. It was so just awkward, but just, so funny. Yeah. It's such a mess. Everything starts clicking, and then she figures out the guy is a pediatric oncologist. I know. Which is, like, out of all things you can possibly do, you have, like, the Swedish job of helping kids with cancer. Yeah. And you also want to make a $200 donation to whatever charity 
you know she's she eating the watermelon it. for i know <laughs> I, I know and it's like this i feel like this is a theme where like it's it becomes hard for them to kill once they see humanity in the person exactly. that they're killing i totally agree yeah so she finds out like he's this nice guy so she doesn't eat him and in the meantime joel's over with loki's friends and he's sitting on the couch with i think her name's eve Mm -hmm. um and she tells him yeah you know like my man always wants me to do all the dirty work (laughs) but like she says she wants his yeah he doesn't have to do it but like i want him there like i want him supporting me and like it's so it hits home with Joel yeah. so much. He's like, oh no! Like he's thinking, yeah, he should be there for you. Yeah, he should. And oh my gosh, yeah. it was so funny. He's, he's like, so sweet. Like you can see how much he loves Sheila and how he always wants to be there for her no right. matter what. Yeah. And the one minute he decides not to, then he feels immense guilt for it. Yes. Subsequently, and everything goes wrong. So everything does go wrong. Like the, it does. the fact that he gets punched from by marcus and you think that marcus is going to be cool with him he gets punched in the face and the perfect timing of him getting punched and then seeing the pen yes and then you think this is so cliche the pen is mightier than the sword my friends (laughs) the pen is mightier than the sword (laughs) (laughs) yes that was so funny so he gets punched out um but what when he gets home you know he tells sheila we can't do this again where we split up and he's mm-hmm. like from now on we're gonna fuck everything up together yes <laughs> and she agrees she wanted him there too so they they're reaching like a mutual yeah bond once more where yeah. they're on the same page exactly it's nice right i can't see i i really can't see the two of the, them having any sort of rift in their relationship whatsoever right. like even though they have disagreements i feel their personalities complement each other so well that Joel is always going to be there for Sheila regardless, and Sheila's going to love Joel no matter what. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I love their relationship. I think they're just so cute together. So I love this, like, bringing them back together because it was just, it was, I don't know, it was too hard for them to be apart. I mean, obviously. For that it was, one whole day. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> um, so and they decide they're going to do it together. Um, in the meantime... Uh, Eric and Abby are trying to figure out a way to, like, make Dan feel belittled because he is so just, like, nasty to Eric. And Eric's Mm -hmm. like, I want to get him back. So they're going to plant this, like, smoke bomb in the garden. He's planting the flowers. Yes. I feel like there's some sort of weird Groot symbolism there. Because remember, uh, Eric and Abby go to the store and they see this little Groot yeah. doll. And it's a, and they're like, it's just a branch or whatever. Yeah. And then we see imagery of the digging and the branch coming out and the, the flower. So I feel like maybe there's something it's, It means there. something. Yeah. Groot's so cute. I love Groot. The plant that believes in the power of community. Interesting. Groot what does that mean? From Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. <laughs> I've seen that movie like three times, maybe four times, and I fell asleep like all four times, so I have no oh, idea what no, it's about. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, so the, you know, after they find the hidden wall, um, Abby takes like a thousand bucks, and she's like, "Let's mm-hmm. go, let's go do something." And it's such a sweet moment with her and Eric. Like, I love their relationship, too. Yeah. Because she wants to spend the money on getting him a, a hat. Right. Whatever from, he wants to make him Yeah, to make him to happy. To make him happy. Yeah. Because, obviously, material objects make you happy. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That's what we're finding out, so. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
So he gets the hat and he's wearing the hat and he's digging it up and putting the smoke bomb. I don't I don't know what it's actually called, but mm-hmm. um, in the garden so that for when, whatever reason, so that when Dan, so that he squeals or whatever. He, yeah, I think they call it yips. But my thing is, well, and then as soon as I saw them doing that, I'm like, he's obviously going to know it's you guys. Mm-hmm. But that's something that Abby says to him. Like, he's going to know it's you. Mm-hmm. And Eric's okay with that. Yeah, he's like, I'm terrified, but you know what? It's fine. Yeah. So I was glad he was he was doing that. Um, then we have Dan and Joel... Um, their, their, like, final interaction of these two episodes mm-hmm. where Joel comes over to his house and they're they're kind of, like, like threatening each other, I guess, mm-hmm. because they they both want to turn each other in. Turn you in, too. In, too. Into what? Into what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was... No, I'm going to turn you in also. <laughs> comic relief Yes, there. it was so Corny, funny. Yeah. cheesy. Um, it was good, but, you know... Basically, Joel threatens him, and I at first thought, oh, this is going to put an end to it. He's going to threaten all this stuff. And then Dan says, you know, they're going to believe me in the end because I can just say, you know, this, this, and this, and I'm mm-hmm. a cop, and you're not. And... and he tries to really get Joel going by saying, what if I only turn Sheila in? Yes. Sheila goes to jail. What would you do without Sheila? And that's when Joel that... loses it. That's his trigger, and that's when you actually see how much he loves Sheila. You're right. That, or how much he needs her. It's one or the other. It's yeah. Or both together. Because yeah. he would die without her. Yeah, and he, he's basically... I think he calls him, or he says, you're my bitch. Yes. And so he's had it, and... He takes the shovel. He, sa- he and... says, what are you good at? <laughs> he takes the shovel and hits him. And he's like, I'm pretty good with a shovel. That's the one thing. Yeah. He's good with the shovel. Yeah. He's good with the most basic of things, maybe. Yes. And at the same time, worst at also the most, the most basic, basic of things. Of things. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So you know, he collapses, and of course, the smoke bomb goes off underneath him, and just it's like this weird, like fumes coming up as his body lays there. Right. So what's gonna happen? Are we? I don't know. Should Ooh, we get into predictions? predictions. Yeah, let's yeah. get into predictions. Ooh. This is like the perfect now, music for Santa Clarita to die at predictions. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? Um, for one, I need to like process all of this right now. I know it's a and lot. And I wish I knew what the next episode is called also. Um, I think that... The cop, the bad cop isn't dead. I think what's going to happen is Eric is going to think that he injured or killed, like, killed his stepdad. Yeah. And it's going to be a huge issue. Oh my and God. I think there's going to be a lot of tension within this cop family. Yeah. Because a bunch of things are going to start unraveling. Um, even though everyone knows things and it's on the down low, now it's going to be out in the open. I think the whole affair that Dan's wife is having is going to blow up in her face. Um, I think that Eric is going to start to come more into himself and become more confident and less fearful of what his stepdad thinks, uh, because there's only so much a person can take until they say, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going to stand up to my stepdad. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And I think the thing that's preventing Eric from doing so is because Dan is almost the head of the household right now, but once his relationship with his wife deteriorates... I think that's going to empower and embolden Eric because what's holding 
Like right. what's keeping Dan Dinner. anymore? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think also at this point, uh, when Dan is injured or if he dies, whatever happens, it's it's not going to be good. But we're going to see how his wife reacts to that, and it's probably going to be. Like, she probably doesn't care. Yeah. But she's probably going to have to put on some sort of act. And yeah. that's when everything's going to go awry. This is just my opinion. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a huge highlight because so far throughout all the episodes, Sheila and Joel are the characters that are most highlighted. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens in next episode, it's probably going to highlight Sheila and Joel's adventures. And we're going to see their relationship with Loki. I think there might be some potential bonding between Sheila and Loki. Yeah. And some weird triangle between the three of them. Sheila, Loki, Joel. Oh, gosh. But I'm most interested in seeing Loki's role. Yes. Because as a trickster figure, Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to get, and I think that's the most exciting character that we can expect from next episode. Yes. So do you think that... um, Oh, one thing. We have somebody in the chat... um, Art Master Austin Prophet says, I think Eric will become a zombie. You think Eric will become a zombie? Interesting. Maybe this person has watched the whole series. I don't know. But here's my question. Do you think that Eric, or do you think that Dan's going to know that Eric set that smoke bomb there? I mean, who else would it be? But, like, did, did, is he going to wake up and, like, know that even went off? Oh, you think, is he going to lose his memory temporarily and not know what happened and be disoriented? Well, he was, like, passed out, or, I mean, he was knocked out, and the smoke bomb went off, so how is he even going to get up? I mean, he might just see it there in the ground, mm-hmm. but he could think Joel put that there, right? Like, do you think he's going to know it's Eric? I mean, who, so there's only a few people who have access to his house. There's right. Joel. Yeah. There's Sheila, but she's never really seen there right. anyway. Uh, so there's Joel, there's Sheila, there's Eric, there's Abby, mm-hmm. and then there's the wife. And I think he might possibly think it was Abby for whatever okay. reason because she's there all the time now. Yeah. So, so Eric it seems too much of a goody two shoes to do it, so he's probably right, gonna think exactly. That Dan is probably gonna think it's Abby. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think he's gonna know that it's Eric, and then I don't know what that's gonna like. My thing is, I don't think Dan's gonna know it's Eric, and then I think Eric Eric's gonna, gonna have to feel... come up with like, yeah, he's gonna be like, shit, he didn't know it was me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wanted to know, but like he couldn't make him feel little there. So there's something else that I feel like Eric's gonna have to do mm-hmm. to get. Um, Dan to feel the way that he makes Eric feel, I guess. Or he might abandon that endeavor entirely because of the stress and turmoil he's going to have to endure knowing that someone else is getting the blame for his actions. That That's a good point because he mm-hmm. is like that. Like, he's very considerate of other people. Yeah. So that's interesting. He always wants to do the right thing. You can tell. And you can yes. tell any time he does something that's not within his goody-two-shoes nature, he freaks out. He flinches. I know. He's so He's cute. like, are you sure we should do this? Okay, yeah, we'll do it. And yeah. he's constantly fighting against it just to go along with what Abby wants because he's so head over heels. I know. I kind of feel like her. their relationship is very similar to Sheila and Joel's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have like this He's female... kind of like Joel yeah. wants to constantly please her. Yeah. But at the same like. time, like she's bolder, but yes. she still is extremely considerate of his feelings yes. and wants to empower him as well and not feel like, you know... Like, she, she loves his sensitivity to yeah. a certain extent. Just like Sheila loves I know. Joel's. And that's why I hope going forward, like, Eric and Abby finally get together because I think they're so cute together. They are. So I'm interested to see what happens to Dan. 
Um, I hope Abby and Eric get together. And, of course, we'll see Sheila and Joel. Do you think they'll kill somebody in the next two episodes? I think Loki will kill someone in the next two episodes because he's a zombie now. Yes, I'm also super excited to see what happens with him. I want to see the principal again. I know, I don't think he's going to come back, but he's seriously one of my favorite characters. I want to see him. Yes, we need more principal. Maybe Loki will kill the grandma. (laughs) But we need the grandma. We need to find out what the cure is. We do, and that's exactly why she's going to get murdered. Jeez. All right, well, anything else that you want to discuss from this episode, from these two episodes, or anything else you can think of prediction-wise that we need to touch on? I don't know. I wonder if the snake is ever going to come back in some odd way. Oh, good lord. Become like a zombie snake it's like the Nagini snake um, from Harry Potter. (laughs) Art Master Austin Prophet also said Eric and Abby for life. I agree. I I hope they work their things out. I know. They're cute together. I know. So... All right, well, that's all for episode five and six of Santa Clarita Diet. We'll be back next week with two more episodes. So you can, I'm Jesse Zayner. You can find me all over social media at Athletic. Tell everybody where they can find Hi, me. Hi, I'm Mina. You can find me, Mina Makes Magic, Instagram, Twitter. Find me there. I have really fun boomerangs. And any other, <laughs> any other after shows that you do? Uh, I do Girls on HBO and Crashing on HBO. So those two are really fun. Yes, and I do Big Little Lies also on HBO. Um, also Always Sunny, Workaholics, other comedies. So check us out on our other After Buzz shows. And until next week, we'll see you guys later. See ya! See ya. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.